mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Greetings, fellow tech seekers. Sean from Silicon Theory here, and this is Silicon Theory Radio. Thanks for tuning in wherever you're catching us, whether it be Anchor.fm or your favorite podcasting platform. We appreciate it. Today, I want to talk a little bit about the race to the bottom of the market for smartphones. And by that, I mean a singular announcement which came out recently, which kind of typifies a little bit of a trend that's been happening specifically in the Android market space recently. So if you think about it in terms of the automobile industry, for a very long time, there have been premium brands and sub-brands. So some of those sub-brands are more sub than others, but if you think about it in terms of Infiniti and Nissan's relationship, if you think about it in terms of Acura and Honda's relationship, there is a premium market segment and then there is a consumer or more affordable market segment. And this has not been unknown in the smartphone industry as well, and especially in some of the larger Asian and Pacific markets. Uh, This has been a very common practice for quite a long time. Now, here in the States, we're starting to see some more of these types of relationships being developed, the most notable of which is Huawei, who is a very large uh, Chinese OEM, and they have had their Honor sub-brand for quite some time, and only recently have the Honor phones been making their way to American markets. And they've done pretty well, not as well as they would have hoped, I'm sure, but the end result is that the Honor brand is something that is much more recognizable now in the United States to technology enthusiasts than it was before. And these phones are generally pretty well specced out, uh, solid upper, mid, tier devices that really bring uh, a significant value at their price point. Now, we've seen a lot of other players get into this market. The most notable of them is OnePlus. They're not exactly a sub-brand of Oppo, uh, the much larger company that kind of spawned or spun off OnePlus. But in a lot of ways, OnePlus does borrow from Oppo's design. They borrow from their supply chain. They borrow from their Uh, significant technological resources. And so a lot of OnePlus phones share similar design language to Oppo phones. And that's a good thing. Whenever you have a large company that wants to try something new, they can do it in this kind of sub-brand market segment and get away with things that they maybe wouldn't be able to get away with in their regular phones. Although Oppo has a history of doing really interesting and innovative things like the uh, pop-up cameras that were in one of their recent flagship devices. But The end result is that we are now seeing another large Chinese OEM try something new with this segment, and that's Xiaomi. So Xiaomi is very big overseas in China, one of the larger smartphone manufacturers, and they're releasing a new sub-brand called Poco, which is an awesome name, and I love it just for that alone, but uh, they have released the new Pocophone F1, and again, much like Essential did, if you take F the letter F and spell out the word one, you get phone, which is kind of hilarious and a neat inside joke. But the point of the Poco phone is to bring some smartphone flagship specs and drop them into the $300 price point. There are ways that you can price it up. The higher end SKU of the Poco phone runs around $430 US, but the base model will run you around $300. And for that, you get the latest flagship processor, the Snapdragon 845, 6 gigs of RAM, and a host of other goodies that only a company like Xiaomi could be able to do by leveraging their large supply chain for their premium brands. And Xiaomi does make other lower-end phones as well, but this 
This Pocophone, at least for right now, seems specifically targeted at developing markets such as India, and the competition in those kinds of spaces is very fierce. The U.S. market doesn't really have kind of a grasp of what it's like to be in a developing country like India where smartphones are released weekly, it seems like. Brand new smartphones competing for much of the same market share, and it's it's a very much a spec-driven market, and the Chinese markets are much the same. So, you know, having more RAM and having more storage and having a faster processor, all of these things matter to consumers when they're making their purchasing decisions overseas. We don't have the Pocophone F1 yet here in U.S. markets, or quite honestly, any market outside of India, but I would expect that Xiaomi would attempt to bring this sub-brand to most European markets and potentially even the U.S. markets eventually, and if nothing more than to get their name out there and also offer buyers an opportunity to get their hands on a Xiaomi product and see what it is that they're all about. So just like many folks who would end up being able to afford a Honda at first and enjoy the build quality and longevity of those cars, they may eventually go, you know what, now that I'm a little bit older and I have a little bit more access to funds, I can maybe think about going out and buying an Acura because it's just basically a nicer version of that car or Nissan and Infiniti or, you know, Toyota and Lexus or any of the other premium brands that are affiliated with their more consumer-friendly markets. And I'm sure that's what Xiaomi hopes for this Pocophone brand, to be able to bring that higher-end, mid-tier phone at a sub-$400 price point to a lot of people because, let's face it, everybody needs a smartphone these days. And even if they don't think they need one, they definitely need one. Being connected to the internet is probably one of the biggest uh, technological advances and advantages in the last 10 to 15 years. And there's a definite divide between the folks who have access to that kind of technology and that kind of information and those that don't. And when you really end up thinking about it in that way, it becomes a much more intriguing proposition to see that these devices are being released and that cheap no longer necessarily means cheap phones. But the race to the bottom is different than it used to be. What it really means is companies are starting to realize that people of modest means want and need to have access to good quality devices. It's no longer a $199 throwaway phone that people are interested in if they're going to be able to spend $250 to $350. People want value. People want to know that they're getting something that's actually worth that money, and in some instances may even be worth a lot more. OnePlus kind of typified that in the United States to the point where they were able to get to a market segment where they said, hey, we can bring you a flagship style device and it's not going to run you a flagship style price. That's great. And I think if the end result is that more people know about Xiaomi's product, if more people in developing countries get into a situation where they have access to higher quality devices for the amounts of money that they can pay, that that helps everyone in the long run. Certainly it helps those folks who are buying those products, but it also ends up helping out all of the other consumers because competition in that space drives prices down for everybody. And that means maybe, hopefully, we won't have to spend $1,000 on our next really nice and really good smartphone. 
That's the show for today. Thanks again for listening. Remember, you can find all of our content over at silicontheory.com. Follow us on social. We are at Silicon Theory on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our YouTube channel. You can find us at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, we will talk tech soon.